0: Good morning beloved, it's so good to see you back again and uh, I'm very happy to see new faces and I believe that everyone in their life they're experiencing Father's goodness and they are testifying it because it is written when you will receive Holy Spirit you will receive power and you will testify my goodness to the end of the world and I uh, heard a lot of beautiful testimonies and uh, I was thinking about last time when I was here, every time I'm in Beloved, it's a blessing for me. And uh, I just remember last time when I was here, I was speaking on, you're a good, good father. And uh, it is as said that uh, God makes everything beautiful in his time in His perfect timing, and uh, I believe it is His perfect timing that I am here in Bombay sharing word. Just after when Rishi and Hebron, as we are doing SLS, they were sharing about God is good, receive His goodness. And I believe there is something very special Holy Spirit wants to convey to each and every one heart, so that like Hebron said last time, there, it is one thing to know that your father is good. But it's uh, the other thing to receive that goodness. And I believe today while we are sitting here, while the word we are listening, because the, the scripture says, my word, are spirit and life. So everyone who is listening to the word, I believe they will be receiving to all the goodness that father have store in store for all of us, because that is the truth that he loves us all. And uh, today is the day, that our Father has made, so let us rejoice and be glad in Him. This is the time to celebrate and uh, I just want to start, I want to begin with the uh, testimonies. Uh, even in my life, uh, recently, there, there I have been uh, experiencing a lot of goodness of Father in my life. This is what I have learned. Once you become sensitive of Father, if He's showing you or doing something, and uh, you become sensitive and you understand and reciprocate and testifies it. Father heart is to give lot more back to you. Because he knows that this son knows what I am doing in his life. So I believe that uh, I encourage also like people who had testimony, maybe they were not able to say it, maybe the time or anything. But uh, make it a habit to testify your father even in small things. Because when you start to do it in a small things, you will see that in bigger things, you don't have to struggle also. It will come automatically. So even uh, for a long time, um, like I'm staying in Chandigarh, so I was looking for a store to rent out. Uh, because we had to get some GST number. And uh, i have always listening to testimony in Beloved that... Uh, Father had already so so beautiful store for them and uh, how mir- miraculously they got the store. And I was thinking, Father, you are good to them. I know if you are good to them, you are good to me too. So uh, while I was in hunt of a store, uh, I, there was a very something specific that I had on my mind. I wanted a store or a place that looks exactly like that. So when I went for a hunt, I was looking for a lot, so many options. And uh, when I was looking, I saw one, one store, two, three, like, uh, so on, 10, 20. And uh, there was nothing that, that clicked, you know, yeah, this, this is what I had in my mind. And this is what it exactly looks like. So uh, till, until, un- until I got what I wanted, I kept looking. And uh, I remember then, uh, while I was doing the hunt, I understood. Okay, this is what the base benchmark of rent is. Minimum rent hai, maximum hai. So if some, during that time someone come to me asking about a property or which is vacant, I could have easily guided them. But uh, I knew father has kept something special to me. And one day when I was in hunt, it very close to my house, just in a walking distance. I found a store exactly like how I had imagined and I was like this is so good and I was so happy inside that okay father and shown me something that was there in my mind already so I called my friend I was happy that okay yes finally I saw the store I didn't get I didn't talk the landlord I just said I have seen that place like how I wanted and my friend is like are you mad like you have not even got it. You don't know whether it's it's available or you are going to get it. But something deep down, I knew that it is for me. That's why father has shown me. And uh, when I went and talked to the landlord, the landlord said, I told, okay, we are doing this work. And he was like, okay, you can have it. And I asked, okay, how much will be the rent? So he, the rent he said was the half of something, which was the benchmark in that area. Plus, not just the hall, I got one room and kitchen, washroom, everything attached. So I thank Father that everything in our life for a son, if we understand it, our life is already a finished work. It is beautifully orchestrated in him. And it is through faith, by faith, that we receive all his goodness that he has kept for us. Only a mature son, like we learn in beloved, Only a mature son can say no to things, because he knows that the portion of Beloved is so good. And I love it how Beloved is maturing. Now uh, we know that we have been learning about discerning God's voice, and Beloved is discerning. I can see that Beloved is awake, all the truth they have been hearing. Not just physically awake, but they are awake in their spirit every time you hear the word. You are waking up in your true image, which is the image of Christ. Amen? So, I will start today by reading uh, the verse that was taken last time also from the letters of Romans 5, chapter 5. It, It says, For if by the trespass of the one man, Adam... Death reigned through one Adam, much more surely will those who receive the abundance of grace and free gift of righteousness reign in eternal life through the one Jesus Christ. So I just want to begin. Every one of us, we know that God is good. Yes? Now the second part of the message is receiving His goodness. And you can receive everything, all the goodness that is there for you. Everything becomes complete. As the word says, it comes through one, that is Jesus Christ. I would like you everyone to meditate on it. You know, once we were given an identity of a sinner. And Bible reminds us that it was not because of our works or it was not because we sin. But it was because one man, that was Adam, he sinned and the sin came over and death took over all creation. And all the portion that Adam had was hard work and toil and all those hardship came through that one man that was Adam. But then father planned everything and sent the second Adam or the last Adam to bring his goodness into this world. Jesus said, I came into this world to give you life and life in abundance. And that is the portion that every one of us have, not just in our workspace, not just in our relationship, not just in finances, but that life is there in everywhere where we are. Wherever we step, wherever we walk, when Jesus walks in us, he is full of life and we are giving that life out of it. You know, uh, while I was preparing for the message uh, from Luke 5, this was one 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 verse I was thinking again and again, whether we should have this one or not. And uh, Holy Spirit reminded me again and again while Hebron was worshipping, he said the same thing. And even while test, uh, sharing testimony, that word clicked. And I believe it was Holy Spirit that wanted that word to be shared today so that this word... Come alive in us. Let let this word be alive in us. And uh, we'll just go through it. It says, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. As we know, as it was shared, we know the background story that how Peter has been fisherman entire life. And we see that he has been fishing and toiling like for entire night, but he couldn't get anything. Like, like uh, he was sharing the testimony that yes, even in our life, I see uh, it may happen that uh, most of the time we try so many things, and we might think okay, our there is still something that is still incomplete or still the net is out, but we are not able to get. A fish, maybe in one particular area of life, not not um, like um, anything else, but may, very specifically, you may feel that okay, something is still incomplete over here, and you are looking for answers. Over here, also, we can see that when Peter was there and he he called for an entire night, but this time it was different because there was someone in his boat. This time. Jesus came in his boat and he was the difference that he ever needed. If someone is still waiting, if the nets are out, still you haven't caught anything and still you are looking for something, just be reminded that there was only one difference of what Peter had experienced and seen in his life. Only difference was the boat was same. I think the nets, the guys, everything was same. Only difference was Jesus. Because Jesus can create the difference. Like what testimonies we have heard. And it says when Jesus said to him and he obeyed and he said, Simon answered that, Master, we have worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. So there may be a time, maybe we are thinking that, okay, I've been working so hard. It's been so long. You have tried everything. You know, uh, I was in one meeting and uh, one revelation I got was the Old Testament, the law. It's like a hand pump. You know, hand pump like in you know, older times. So hand pump, if you want water, it's, you have to pump it out and then you will get the water. So when we look at Old Testament or the Old Covenant, it is. you can imagine it was like a hand pump where people had to work. And what work they did, in return of that, they were getting that water. But the new covenant, the new testament, the new promise that we are walking in, it's not like hand pump, but it's a living fountain of water. And it just doesn't say that we are near that living uh, fountain of water, or we are just drinking it. Jesus said, if you ask me water, I'll give you water from that living fountain. If you drink from it, you will never be thirsty again. This was one promise Jesus made that you won't be thirsty again. And second thing he again said that you will just not drink it, but you yourself in you will be that living water or fountain will be there. So I believe everyone who are walking that new covenant, Whoever are aware and they are awake and walking in that identity, Holy Spirit is reminding that that water is in us. And it's not just when we push it or pump it or buy our works, we get it. Because it's not a hand pump. It's a fountain that flows from eternity to eternity. It is always there. You know, even people outside, all the philosopher and uh, if you talk to someone who is not a believer, they'll also tell tell you this one thing and agree with you that they have, I think the father has put little, little revelation everywhere, that they know that everything a person needs is there in them. Or there is a very big power in their mind. Everything they want, it is there in their mind. What man thinks, he becomes. So all those little revelations they have. But when we read Bible, all the revelations come complete in Jesus. As Jesus stepped into the boat, Peter saw miraculous things. Similarly, Jesus stepped into our heart. He stepped into our life and since then you can say things have been transforming. You know, sometimes we may think when we are we received Jesus... We may think, okay, nothing has changed. It's the same boat, same people I've been talking every day, same, same, uh, same places that I'm working, same places I go. But you know, what has changed is that now Jesus is in our life. And that is the biggest change that you can have. And it says down, it says, when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break so when Jesus comes in, he, he doesn't bring just two fishes or three fishes. You know, when you are aware that Jesus is there, he's a, he has a heart to give you in abundance. In so much that even at, there will be one point that your nets will start breaking. I truly believe, you know, when people talk to you, they will say you these things in coming time that when we talk to you, we feel so good. You know, your words are, it gives so much rest to, to me. I find so much life that because the person inside you who is Jesus, he is giving out that life from you. And fro- through your words, you will see even the lost sons will also come home and they'll find their father who has been loving through the eternity, from the foundation of this world. So verse 7 it says, So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. So much abundance was there. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. So this is what flesh does. And uh, I think that is why even uh, the law was given just to make them aware, okay, That sin is there and uh, sin is in our membrane. That's why we need a savior to come in our boat. We need a savior to come into our life. I'll give an illustration. I heard this illustration from Michael uh, once when we we were talking. He said, imagine I have 500 rupees. Okay, you all, you can imagine. I don't have right now, but imagine I have a 500 rupees note. And... uh, Just imagine if I am giving you, each one of you, personally, I am giving you that 500 rupees. Will that 500 rupees hold a lot of value to you? Like you can just meditate on it. Now imagine, if that same 500 rupees I am taking and I am going to someone who doesn't have a shelter, He's outside. He he doesn't have any job. And uh, he's just dependent totally on others to give him, provide him. And what if I give that 500 note to that person? How much value that 500 rupees note will make, will hold value to that person? Someone who knows that they really, they really need it. Like maybe if they have it, that is the only one... That can provide meal or it can be very useful. So, similarly, he said, when we come into a religion or a self righteousness, we come in a place where we might think, okay, maybe in this area, in this area of my boat, I don't want Jesus. This I can work and I can do it by myself. But as that person who doesn't have anything for him, 500 holds a lot of value. Similarly, once a person is aware, okay, without him, without Jesus, I can never be right with God, even if I try so hard. Even if I try my entire life, I knew that I will never be able to be that right, what he wants me to be. Because we read in Bible, from Old Testament, Till the New Testament, everyone came, they tried to be good by their work, but they were falling short. So, first thing Peter also realized was that, yes, I am needy. That, yes, I am sinful and I need a savior. And he bowed down and he knelt before Jesus saying that. And I believe that there have, there, there have been a point in our life when we first accepted Christ, even... First thing we heard was that, yes, everyone is a sinner, but Jesus is there to bring us out from that place. And it says, for he and all his companion was astonished at the catch of the fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partner. Then Jesus said to Simon, uh, this is something that I wanted to share when I was taking this word but uh holy spirit reminding again again from this verse it was that jesus said to simon don't be afraid from now on you will fish for people don't be afraid from now on you will fish for people you know we have been doing an sls format where uh, we know sons leading sons and uh, we have been listening to so many testimonies even when priya was sharing How beloved happened was, it was not something planned by her, but everyone who was on her path, she was doing fishing. And she was fishing people and they were all coming in. They were all receiving that life. And uh, I was just meditating on it, like uh, why it was just to Peter or... uh, why, they, why Jesus went specifically to them and said about fishing. If we imagine, even if we do fishing, you know, we see that spiritually we have two realms. One is the spirit realm, realm and the second is this earth. And even when we see the life of fish, you see, entire life they live underwater. And for them, that is the only reality, that is underwater. And uh, when they were fishing, what they are doing actually is taking fish from one realm of water, bringing into land. Similarly, Peter also, Jesus said to them, you will be fishing people. That means Jesus knew that they will be taking people from one realm and putting them into another. One, the realm of death, the realm of sin, the realm of condemnation, fishing them out to the realm of fatherhood knowing that you are father, knowing that you are his beloved. So this is what we are here for. And I believe that, uh, I see that in, uh, increase in beloved, lot of new things have started, Hindi service is being started, I see the multiplication. And uh, now it's just not the role of uh, just the leaders, but I believe everyone who are present, even the sons who are listening online, everywhere sons are, sons will be multiplying sons. And this is what Jesus want to say, that don't be afraid, that from now on, Beloved is going to fish other people. That we are going to bring them from one realm to the realm of life. So, next thing we will look, I have titled at Faith Works. So this is something that Holy Spirit was reminding me when I was listening to uh, the sermon last week about part one. You know, uh, two sons shared about it. One son who had been receiving all the goodness from father and second son, it took a little time, but when his eye of understanding opened, even he was able to receive all the goodness that was already been kept for him. But one thing we, uh, uh, that Holy Spirit talked was that when we are receiving all this goodness, there is one way or there is one bridge, one path from which we can do is that Jesus came to tell was through faith. Through faith. And if, if, they, if you can understand just by faith, what, what do I mean by faith or why is it necessary To have faith in Christ, to receive everything um, from faith is what I'm going to talk next. That it is very important for us to understand how faith works. And uh, it is a medium through which you can have all the goodness, all the finished work. It is already finished, your life is already set. But to step into that fullness, to step into that goodness... The path which you, me and you have to take is the path of faith. By faith, we receive everything that is in store for us. You can say it, it, it is as a currency. So we'll just look at the New, New Testament. All the miracles that Jesus performed, we can see how the faith of people, it was working for them just to receive healing in their body. So I'm going to read Matthew 8. Beloved is awake and you are understanding my spirit is alive. My word is spirit and life and I know when I am speaking, I am not speaking to your carnal mind, I am speaking to your spirit man. And when we are listening to the word, our spirit man, it's lighting up, it's waking up to the true image of Christ. So let's read. It's, it talks about the faith of a centurion. So it says, as Jesus went into Capernaum, a centurion came up to him, begging him for help. And saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed with intense and terrible tormenting pain. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied to him, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word, and my servant will be healed. Only say the word and my servant will be healed. This was the faith, we can see what faith this centurion had. And it is written, For I also am a man subject to authority of a higher rank, with soldiers subject to me, and I say to one go, and he goes, and to another come, and he comes, and to my slave do this, and he does this, When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those who were following him, I tell you truthfully, I have not found such great faith as this with anyone in Israel. So Jesus is admiring something in this person and that is the faith this person was showing. You know, uh, even if we see outside in the world, Um, I've been always thinking, you know, about if we go in past, you know, now we have all the technologies, but I I sometimes think, okay, like uh, how everything was created. There was time when there were no cell phone, no internet, no airplanes, no no vehicles to travel, but there were some people who had a vision in their idea and uh, even trying and trying, failing after failing. They had a vision, but they had some faith in their idea. Some people believed that, yes, they had a faith that one day man could fly. Some person had a faith in their idea that, yes, someday maybe we'll drive in a motorcycle or we'll drive in cars. Some person had that idea and they put faith behind that idea. And we see that even it was faith in something carnal thing or something that they have vision that faith brought them fruit you can see all these things reality now something that i want everyone to grab it or i want everyone to wake into it that whatever son speaks we we don't we when we speak it's not things that we see but when we speak, we speak out of faith. Like we were listening to testimony that it was just uh, when they heard about the disease. By faith, they speak healing. And what faith that was put behind it came in reality. And they could see it in real life. This is, this is going to be the message. I want to, re, beloved, to wake into this. That... This faith I want to show, this is just the faith of that centurion guy. We'll read more verses and I'll show you that there is a faith that is acting now in us, in which Father wants us every day to walk in that faith. Down it is written, Say, I say to you that many Gentiles will come from east and west and will sit down, to feast at the table and enjoy God's promises with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven because they accepted me as saviour, like me and you, everyone, we are in his table. And we are enjoying his inheritance because we have accepted him as a savior. While the sons and heirs of the kingdom, the descendants of Abraham, who will not recognize me as a messiah, will be thrown out into the outer darkness in that place, which is farthest removed from the kingdom. There will be weeping and sorrow and pain and grinding of teeth in distress and anger for those who do not receive him as a savior. And verse 13 says, Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go, it will be done for you as you have believed. Go, it will be done for you as you have believed. So we see that faith that centurion had, that even when Jesus speak out the word, even if we say it, it doesn't have to be there. Sometimes we think, okay, someone has to come there to lay hand or pray. But you know, even if you say the healing, your every word holds that power to fulfill that, those words that has come out of you if they are backed by faith. Whatever you say by faith. And that is what we see over here that even the servant was healed, he was healed, he was at health when centurion faith worked. Another if we read down, it's, uh, it says about a paral- paralytic healed. It is written, And Jesus getting into boat, crossed over the Sea of Galilee and came to uh, Capernaum, his own city. They brought to him a man who was paralyzed, lying on a stretcher, seeing their active faith. So Jesus was constantly, whenever people were coming, there was one thing he was noticing, that was faith. And springing from confidence in him, Jesus said to the paralytic, Do not be afraid, son. Your sins are forgiven, the penalty is paid, the guilt removed and you are declared to be in right standing with God. You know, Jesus already had that power. He was already given uh, before even going to the cross, before even taking death and, and uh, resurrecting. You know, before everything, Jesus was still everything. He was God kind. He says that I am resurrection and life even before going to the cross because he knew that what he is. And over here we can see that when he saw the faith of this paralytic guy, he said that don't be afraid son, your sins are forgiven. One thing I remember uh, in our church, I remember someone was uh, was sick for a very long time and uh, even I was praying for that person. And uh, I remember when I was praying for that person, one day I, I dreamt about that person and I saw that that person couldn't walk. But in my dream, I'm seeing her running. I could see her climbing mountains and uh, going around. But I saw something when that girl came back into the, her house. Again, she was in a stretcher, she was not able to walk. And uh, a very soft and clear voice came into my mind. That was righteousness conscious. So Father have been telling, even in Beloved, we say, you know, every, if there is any sickness, the root to all the sickness is a condemned heart. A heart which thinks that, okay, maybe I have sinned or I am not worthy to get the healing. But Jesus came and first thing, he didn't say, okay, be healed, but he said, your sins are forgiven. Because he knew that is the root problem. So, I encourage everyone of you who have been praying for someone for a long time for their healing, remember to bring back son back to his father or to bring them in a place where they don't even fall sick. Father wants you to have a righteousness conscious. Righteousness conscious by blood. And uh, we'll read down, it says... And some of the scribes said to themselves, This, this man blasphemies by claiming the rights and prerogatives of God. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven and the penalty paid, or to say, Get up and walk? Both are possible for God, both are impossible for man. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority and the power on earth to forgive sins, and he said to Paralytic, get get up pick up your stretcher and go home so again we see this guy came with the faith he knew if I go to Jesus I will be healed and this is what Jesus did he said your sins are forgiven now get up and walk and he received that goodness from Jesus even now some people can come to you as Sunil shared in testimony So they'll have faith, okay, if this person prays for me, my work will be done. And now fathers want you to see that uh, I have always imagined wherever Jesus walked and healed, I used to think, okay, I am that person. If it is a paralytic guy, I think, okay, maybe I am that guy. Or I always used to address myself as a second person until I came to know that I have always been that first person. That first person is alive in me. Jesus is alive in me. So when we read this word, see that the Father is speaking something. And as people came to Jesus, you will see as beloved is maturing. As sons are leading sons, you will see a lot of people will be coming to you. And this is the, this work. You will see their faith will be working once you guide them into righteousness, conscious. So, there are, there are other verses. We can see all the miracles of healing. So, we'll just read it quickly. It says, while he was saying these things to them, a ruler entered the house and kneeled down and worshipped him, saying, My daughter had just now died, and come and lay your hand on her, and she will be alive. Jesus got up and began to accompany the ruler with his disciple. Then a woman who had suffered from a, from a hemorrhage for 12 years came up behind him and touched the tassel fringe of his outer robe. For she had been saying to herself, If I only touch his outer robe, I will be healed. So, uh, when we were in Rishi's house, um, we were watching The Chosen series. There is one episode when this lady comes and she touches Jesus' robe and she gets healed. So, one thing clicked in my mind when I was watching, watching that. You know, when Jesus was walking, this lady again had a faith in her mind. She knew, even if I touch the robe of Jesus, I will be healed. So we can see the very faith of that lady when she went and touched the robe of Jesus. You know, Jesus said, Jesus stopped and said that the power has been, you have received that healing. It has gone So it was not Jesus directly, but I could see that the faith made even the healing come into her just by touching the rope. So I could see that yes, faith is so much powerful that whatever we are looking to get or receive his goodness, everything can be done from the point or from the path of faith where we see where we are in a position of faith. It says... But Jesus turning and seeing her said, Take courage daughter, your personal trust and confidence, that is faith in me, has made you well. And at once the woman was completely healed. When Jesus came to the ruler's house and saw the flute players who were professionally hired, he said, go away for the girl is not dead, but is sleeping. And they laughed and jeered at him. But when the crowd had been sent outside, Jesus went in and took her by hand. And the girl got up, and the news about this spread throughout all the district. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, screaming loudly, Have mercy and compassion on us, son of David. When he went into the house, the blind man came up to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith. Your trust and confidence in my power and my ability to heal, it will be done to you. So, all the verses that we took right now, we could see it is from the time when Jesus walked in this earth and everyone was meeting Jesus from outside. And even when they were outside Jesus, they could see that something was going in front and working for them. And that was one thing that was faith. And we'll read more verse, and as now we know, Jesus is in, in us. He wants us to be in a position where we are in that faith, to receive all His goodness. So uh, we'll read down Hebrew 11, Hebrews 11. So I'm not going to read the entire thing. But if uh, I encourage everyone to read this entire chapter, Uh, the, the title says, Faith in Action. If we read this entire verse, we can see from how from the beginning, from Abraham till the last, till Jesus, we can say everyone who had goodness, who received the goodness from Father, they were receiving it through one channel. That was through faith. And we can see through their entire life, everything they received was that faith was acting for them. And now we'll see in a new covenant, when we know that now Jesus is not outside. We are not receiving anything from Jesus from outside. Now Jesus is alive in me. So we'll, we'll go in front. We'll go down. And uh, we'll read... Now Jesus' faith is in me. You know, everyone had a bigger faith Faith could have been scaled. Maybe some had a big faith, some little, but there is one faith that is beyond everyone's faith. One person's faith is greater than every other faith. You know whose faith it is? It's the faith of Son. It's a faith of Christ. It's a faith of Christ from which he came, the very word became flesh and came down to this earth. That was faith. That same word dwelled, it walked, performed so many miracles. That very faith allowed him to even take up the cross and even face death because the faith was there even for a little while. I am a from my father, but I know That after this, we'll have so many fruits that life is going to multiply. And now Bible reminds us that the greatest faith, the the faith which created this entire world, the word, through word came out all the creation. From word, everything was created. Faith was put behind that word. Same faith is what that is working inside us. So I just wanted to show, we don't have faith of a centurion. We don't have a faith of paralytic man. We don't have a faith of a blind person. Now this time when we are walking in this earth, we read Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. I I know we all are aware. It says, I am crucified with Christ. We all, you can say, I am. Everyone, "I I am. Crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ live in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Amen. So, Paul is writing about that I have been crucified and now he could see that there is a new man who has come alive in him and that new man he knew that it is Christ and he says that now that Christ's faith is alive and now I am living when me and you we are living this life we are not living by our faith maybe our old man he had some faith on some idol, some, some person, some, uh, some image that they had in their mind. But when we came in Christ and when we were born again, it says a new faith came into us and that was the very faith of Jesus Christ. And now Holy Spirit wants us when we are here, He wants that to know that God is good. Everyone of us, we know that God is so good. And second thing now, Holy Spirit wants us to walk and take is receive all the goodness. And to receive all the goodness, it is important. One is giver, so other should be a receiver. And you can be in the receiving end and that position you can receive is by faith. By faith you will inherit everything. So, I just want to uh, do one illustration also. can I take that
1: chair?
0: So I remember this illustration first time when when Priya was there up north, uh, she did this illustration, and uh, till now that image has been clicked. And uh, whenever there are hard times, wherever I think that there are storms or there are trials, I always think of that image and I see myself in, in that position where Holy Spirit wants me to be. So I think Priya has taken this illustration once, but uh, I am just refreshing and re- reminding everyone of that place where Holy Spirit wants us to be, to receive all the goodness. So before that we'll just read from Ephesians 2 yeah verse 4 it says but because of his great love for us god who is rich in mercy made us alive with christ even when we were dead in transgression it is by grace not by a, not by our works not a hand pump but a fountain made and God raised us up with Christ and now it says and God raised us up God raised me up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus this is about your spirit man it says we are seated on the right hand of father in Jesus Christ for it is by grace You have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. That faith itself, it says, it is a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boost. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So I believe that in coming future, in coming time, we'll see that beloved is waking up, it is discerning the voice of father and it is knowing that yes, father is so good. We know that um, father wants you to learn what is good and bad by giving you curd and honey. That means father wants to give you so good that something bad comes into your life, you'll know this is not from your father. So this is how a son discerns between bad, good and evil. And uh, this is a position Holy Spirit wants us to be in Christ. So, just imagine yourself, like every one of us now we are sitting in the chair. So, the word says that right now, our spirit man, it is sitting on the right side of Father in Christ. But you know, uh, most of the time, before I knew about this, what used to happen... You know, the entire creation, it hears to the Lord, it obeys its command, the creation obeys the creator command. So while we are sitting in this chair, you know, the chair represents an authority and it's a place, it's not the chair that is me, it is not me who is supporting the chair, but it is the chair who is supporting me and I am in a position of rest. So at times, what happened? Let's say we are in the midst of something, some crises are there, we could sense some storms coming into our ears, and uh, we could sense we are going in midst of trials, or we are in a boat where storm is there. You know, what used to happen when storm hits the boat? I used to be like other disciples. I used to leave my position, and I used to ask Jesus. Why have you left me? Why are you leaving me in this situation? Where are you? I want to see you. I want to see your goodness. What happened? And I'm just calling so many people and I'm telling, I'm, and I'm saying I have faith. Plus also I'm trying my own things. Okay, or maybe I should have done this. I should do this. So all those thoughts are there. And what in that midst, what we are doing, you know, in midst of storm, in that boat, we are being discipled. But word very clearly says that it is not a disciple who is alive in us. It is Christ who is alive in us. And we know that in midst of storm, in midst of storm, when Jesus is there in the boat, what he does is, he rests. And in resting, so earlier in religion I learned, when storm hits you, pray, pray, pray. Storm goes, thank Father. But there is a greater truth that Holy Spirit wants us to, to grab is that even in the storm, only a son can know how to rest, because he's so much secure about his relationship, that he knows that even storms, all the tides, they listen to my Father, and nothing can harm. And we know that when Jesus said, To the storms, be quiet, be still, even the tides and storm, they obeyed. So in your life, if you see something, a tide is coming up or some problems are hitting your boat, Holy Spirit just wants us to be seated in our position. He doesn't want you to run like disciples because the creation won't listen to the disciple. Even at chaos, I think even if, when they were fearful and they would have said, okay, storm, please be quiet, they would have still been in that fearful and running mode. Only Jesus' word could make a calm, calm, make the storm come into calmness, because it was word of Christ, because he was operating from the position of rest. And rest can only come when you have faith. Until unless we don't have faith, we cannot have the rest. And uh, as we read from the word, you know, even the very faith, it is not our faith, but it's a gift from God that is the faith of the Son that has been given to us. And I just want to uh, remind, the Holy Spirit wants to remind that uh, when we are talking about God is good, and receive His goodness. Very specifically, He wants, wherever we are, in whichever area, financially or uh, it may be in a relationship, in a job, everywhere we are, He wants to see us in rest. So if you scroll down, I have not taken the entire verses, but I encourage, as we are short of time, but I encourage everyone when we go home to read all these miracles. You will see all these miracles that Jesus did on Sabbath, that is the day of rest. You can see other day, people's faith was working, but on every miracle you can see, Jesus was speaking and they were getting healed. So we could see that when you rest, Jesus work. So it can be the two way. Either Jesus can rest or you can go out work, You you can do hard work, you can try to fix things. It can either be that way, or there is a better place for all the sons that he have kept. We are seated on Christ with in Christ on the right hand of Father, where we rest and Father goes out and he works for us, everything in him. because this I can this I have experienced in my life personally also, that after realizing, okay, this is the position that father wants to wants me to be in. You know, uh, so many things when they hit your ear, or uh, anything from outside that that come uh, come to take over your rest. You know, like uh, we have heard, the biggest labor or the la- only labor for a son to is labor to rest. And uh, rest is not just like not doing doing anything. Sometimes we think I used to think okay, rest means just resting, taking comfort, but I learned that rest is not just that, as we have uh, learned in Beloved. Rest is a position, it's an awareness that comes from listening to the word and by getting those truth from the word that says, that gives an identity of Christ in me. So Beloved is in a position of rest. Through faith, they have faith of Christ and we are receiving all the goodness that Father has in store for all of us by remaining in that position, by remaining in that rest and we don't let anything from outside. Um, This is a practice, even in Hindi service, I was sharing sharing this. It's a practice that I do. You know, uh, in flesh, yes, so many things can happen and uh, sometimes some sickness can show up and uh, some some accident or some things can happen, but I never identify myself with the flesh. Yes, things are there in the flesh, but I know I am a spirit. Because Jesus said, the one which is born of the spirit, it is a spirit. And I see that spirit cannot be sad, a spirit cannot be depressed, a spirit cannot be stressed, there is no death in the spirit man. Because that man, the spirit man, he is a life-giving spirit. He's a life-giving spirit in every area. Let it be your emotion. Someday you wake up, you feel that, okay, today is not a good day. I don't do that. I, don't, I never say it. My words have power. I know it. If I say it, I know the faith will work and that word will come into reality. So I say good things very specifically because I know that my word holds power and what I am confessing, the word I am planting is a seed. And a seed always with time brings fruit. So if we saw the seed of life, we'll definitely have life in abundance and we'll receive it. So I'll just want to uh, end this message with, with that thought that as beloved is maturing and we have come into a point where we can see that uh, we have the life is being manifesting the sons are being being manifesting the creation is getting freed and sons are being multiplied now this is one place where father wants us to operate from is not from hard work or running behind things but just by faith through faith remaining in that position of rest you will find you are already in that finished work. Then you allow Father to work for yourself. I, uh, I like what uh, Priya had once shared, you know, Jesus was able to give the life and did everything because he knew that his entire life is a finished work. He knew everything was said, whatever he needed from, from his birth till uh, we read about the supper and everything that Jesus needed, it was already done pre-hand. It was already done. Even John said, this is, this is a lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth. So Father has been always operating out of time and he had painted the most beautiful picture for you and me. Only thing he wants is, once we, we grow in that knowledge, when we wake into that truth, when we learn to rest, that finished work is completed in our life. And that is a secure son. Once you know that your life, you can say personally, I'll say David's life is already a finished word. My life has already been set. Father knew what I'll need. Father even know that Mahima would need food, even it was not healthy food. But he knew already that he had planned everything, all the small, small things, if he takes care, I could imagine the bigger things He has so much better planned for us. And this is the heart of Father, that to receive all the goodness by knowing that our life is finished. Once we know that our life is a finished work, then we can go out and be a life-giving spirit for others. If there was something, my life, something had to be fixed, then I will be just revolving around my life, my family, my business, my things. But once I know that my things are already been taken, Jesus has already dealt with it, my business is Jesus' business, my family is Jesus', so then we know, then we can go out, like we can, then we can step out of the boat, like Peter did and walked on water. Then we can actually step out and walk on water when knowing that Jesus has done it all. Nothing is incomplete. So I see that now. Beloved, will be in the position of rest. We will be in Shalom, where Jesus wants us to have all the goodness to receive it through faith, just re- staying in that rest. Through faith, you can be in that position. And that is the faith of Christ that, is, that, that grows every day. It says that in our soul, we are all having one mind. We we may speak different language, English, Hindi, Marathi, Gujarati, Sun Swing, Punjabi. We speak sun because we all have one mind, that is mind of Christ. And every day we are becoming like Him because we know when we see Him face to face, we will be just like Him. So, uh, I know this word will bear a lot of fruit. Yeah.
1: So everyone got that prophetic word, launch out the net in the deep. What did you get out of that launch out in the deep, that you're going out? You know, there's one area where we're looking for people to come to church, right? No, but here the church is going out into the world and getting the harvest. Okay, that's the word that's come. Uh, Secondly, you know, you can't sit on a chair like I love what David was sharing because it's a finished work until you know that the chair is holding you. It's a relationship of trust. You can only give your whole weight on the chair when you trust that the chair is holding you. And really, that's a place of rest. Rest is really trusting that he's got you, that everything about your life is a finished work. Okay. And we're operating by his faith. And so that's what we're resting in, okay? So I want everyone to, um, let's just give a spiritual tithe of this word that came. Beautiful word. Okay, we rest that he is good. He wants to be good to you. You receive all his goodness by faith that he has given you. And it's a place of rest and trusting. Okay, you can only rest when you trust him. So just say this after me. Close your eyes. What is a spiritual tithe? A spiritual tithe is a thanksgiving you're giving of everything that you heard today. How many got life out of everything that they heard today? The message was telling you that your whole life is a finished work. So learn to relax in Christ. Don't run after everything is because if it's already finished, then you don't need to run. Then you will rest. Okay. And so I want you to thank the father for everything you heard. So say this after me, father. I'm a son in your kingdom. Jesus You are my high priest and right now I give you a thanksgiving of all the life, of all the understanding that has come to my soul. Okay, so just thank him for everything you heard from your heart. Just thank him. Just lift him up in the spirit. Father, we just thank you that our whole lives are a finished work. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Father, that what you have begun, you complete And I thank you, even in that process, from the beginning to the end, it's already finished. I thank you. And in every way, some of our sons are in that journey, in the completion, but know that it is already finished. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you know, Jesus was the busiest person, busiest person, but he was also in rest. Okay. And sometimes some of y'all are in the journey. Y'all have not seen the end yet. But see, the father, whenever he begins, he ends. And the father sees the whole work finished in your life. Okay, so we operate from that place of finished. Wherever you are in that journey, know that it's already finished. Okay.